Hello and welcome to the Seeking Health Podcast. I'm Josiah. And I'm Jessica. We were missionaries for seven years. <laughs> Until we stepped back in 2019 to seek health and re-examine our beliefs. Right now, I'm a Christian, but not an evangelical. And I'm an agnostic and also very much not an evangelical. And we are deconstructing. And reconstructing together. together. Listen to some of our key episodes, such as... Deconstructing Together. Domestic Abuse, I'm a Survivor. The Call to Fatii, Part 1 and 2, and Dehumanized by Purity Culture. Join us on our journey as we seek health together. together. So today, um, I just really want to talk about the Capitol riots. And um, we've experienced this. I mean, we've all experienced this. This is like a collective trauma. Uh, is something that yeah. people talk about. Um, and obviously I have different uh, responses to it, which yes. is how trauma works. It is how trauma works. And trauma is not the event itself. Trauma is our how our body responds mm-hmm. to an event. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so important to say. And then with that, you got to say that it's not bad. No, right? because Christians no. tend to think, well, that's just your response to it as though it's not, you know, as though it's your fault. Yeah. But well, not just Christians, actually. actually I would it's say true. just it's anybody. True. It's yeah. human nature. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's the four basic responses, fight, flight, freeze or fawn, fawn. Right. Yeah. Fawning over somebody trying to make everybody your friend. Um, and these are things that people that we're going through uh and that other people are going through um people experience things like stress eating being grumpy um and uh it when we're talking about those different responses i like we we say fight flight freeze or fawn i'm not sure how familiar people are with mm-hmm. each of those things but i'm um, probably heard the words but like what do they mean like fight is like being irritable having anger aggression moving towards something you know whereas flight is like anxiety and fear panic avoiding things that's flight um chronic worry perfectionism freeze is uh, a feeling of feeling stuck a collapse immobilization spacing out dissociation depression shame whereas fawn is people pleasing avoiding conflict prioritizing others needs over our own difficulty saying no and setting boundaries is hard so at different times we will go towards some of these responses Mm -hmm. as a response to trauma and we may have certain ones that we tend to always go towards um often that comes from in your childhood really Mm. responses um but it can change yeah um and like fight aggression you know it's not necessarily always bad sometimes Mm. that is a trauma response that you need Mm -hmm. it pushes you to do something um and so that can be super important but it's also good to realize when it's a trauma response and that at some point you might need to just unplug off the news off your phone off the, and just take a breather and calm and ground yourself mm-hmm. uh, to be able to respond more um not neutrally because you can't be neutral about something so evil no <laughs> but just to take a pause and um 
yeah, just to kind of grind your, ground yourself before um, being too aggressive or... But anyway, so responses are fine. There's nothing wrong. Like even if they're not necessarily the healthiest overall, it's our coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. But to realize what it is, you can learn to cope more balanced. Yeah. And it's really helpful to remember that our body, it's not good or bad. You know, Christians, mm -hmm. we, we tend to yep. think of our body as a bad thing and our emotions as a bad thing. Yeah. But our body is designed to keep us alive. Yeah. It's, it's our friend. Yeah. And... Like, we are living through something that, you know, your body, our bodies are reading the signs and saying, okay, we're going through something like a war right now. Uh, there is massive insecurity. There's massive instability. Um, and so our bodies are, you know, tapping into these resources. Yeah. And so we need to give ourselves some grace and understand, give each other some grace. You need to feel your feelings. Yes, we you need, need to, feel to our process feelings. them. You can't yeah. just shove them down. Uh, it's not bad. And even to have conflicting feelings, that's also totally normal and acceptable mm -hmm. to like, to both feel encouraged and angry, to feel relieved and stressed out, and you know, like it's okay to have conflicting feelings about things too. Like I don't mm -hmm. know, whatever. And to cycle through, like, yep. um, some things that I've noticed myself seeing is fighting. And you pointed that out to me. Well, that's your, been your trauma response to yeah. this event. I get the capital has been fighting. Yeah. Um, aggression. But, like, I don't know. Not like, literally fighting. But, no, 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 no. But posting things and, and being like, this is what's happening. We yeah. need to pay attention to this. But what I also told you is it's not bad it's because not bad. these yeah. things need to be said. Yeah. It needs to be pointed out what happened and the evilness of it and mm -hmm. what how horrible it really was, how bad it really was. Mm -hmm. And not everyone on a friends list sees it yeah. or understands it. Um, and like how QAnon fits into it and yeah. the cult mindset of Trumpeters yeah. <laughs> or Trumpers or, you know, mm -hmm. Trump followers. Um so I think, like here, this has been your trauma response to this event is fight. But mm -hmm. again, like I said before, it's not all bad. Yeah. This fight is there for a reason. There was a certain space of time where it needed to be spoken out for people to wake up and like, keep their hand in the head in the sand about what happened and just yeah. ignore it. Oh well, that was in the states, whatever. Blah blah blah. Because we're in Canada. No, this impacts us, even mm -hmm. here in Canada, and it impacts all our friends in the U.S., and and the racism out of it was horrible, and that yeah. needed to be pointed out, so that aggression, that fight, trauma response, mm -hmm. is good. Yeah. Like, it, it had its purpose. It's just at some point, yeah. you pull it back in. Yeah. And what I realized as I kind of calmed down from that was that the things that I said were good, but then when people responded to that and pushed back on that, um, you know, when you're in fight mode, it's sometimes hard to see who's the friend and who's the foe. And yeah. so I did go back in private messages and somebody had private messaged me like, hey, like I don't want to be confrontational, but I have questions. And I kind of let him have it. <laughs> um, and uh, fortunately, he was gracious about it. And... Um, yeah, I went back to him and he's like, you know, it's it's fine, I understand. And so it was all good. But it was a learning experience as far as like just um, we're fighting ideas, not people. Yeah. And when we're in these extreme, like it could have been worse, you know, it, when we're in, when we're 
we need to be gracious with ourselves you know when yeah. we're in fight mode but there are things to say yeah and i'd rather say things wrongly slight you know slightly wrongly than than be silent at the wrong time yeah my i don't know like we're i guess we're talking about our reaction to it i mean my reaction is probably more in the flight mm-hmm. um flight and freeze <laughs> aspect like it just sent my anxiety through the roof my fears about what will happen next uh, and depression like it it just really sent me into a very dark place um mostly mostly to see to what extent trump followers will go always knew that they were a scary bunch Mm -hmm. (laughs) majority of course maybe not all of them you know but it seems, in my opinion, that the majority of Trump followers seem to follow worshippers. Maybe that's what I should call it. Trump yeah. worshippers follow him like a cult. Um, and we're not exaggerating when we see it. No. I mean, I started going around on Facebook on like super public profiles of white evangelical leaders. And I was shocked mm-hmm. at the Trump worshipping and even saying to a point like we have a bible on one hand and a sword on the other we use our sword to defend what we learned from the bible and here it meant going to the capital and trump needs to be a president no matter what like this was just one example but it was in there and it like it was insanity i had to shut it down and go off facebook for a while because like i was in a very bad place Mm-hmm. like it's scary so yeah that's been my response is like the flight and freeze yeah and when we say cult like this might be your first one listening we've we've had several podcasts previously talking about cults and uh, there's the bite model of authoritarian control and the cult of ati like we we're not just throwing that word around there is such a thing as a cult and it's yeah. scary when you it's start a mind to control see it. it's mind control and holding up the leader as the authority has been mm-hmm. know-it-all really um just there's a few other points but you know yeah. we have looked into what cults are and some things can there's a spectrum of cults yeah. too um but the trump cult is pretty yeah. strong <laughs> i i think that actually sorry i, I said retract you you were talking about your response maybe we can talk about the cult in a second but what else did you want yeah. to say about your no, response no i'm good okay yeah well, like I've been talking with some Twitter friends or seeing people on Twitter talking about this. And one thing that keeps coming up is like, you know, people whose families are into cult or like into Trump worship. Mm-hmm. And they're like, were you always like this or did you change? Like yeah. they're just having this cognitive dissonance of like, okay, my mom used to cook brownies and volunteer at the local charity and now she's got a gun at the Capitol and she's trying to take over the country. Like, what is going on? You know, yeah. and I think I think that this is a cult. Yeah. And, you know, Political, it's like cults happen outside of religion. For sure. And they can happen in political realms. Yeah. Like I have read about that, you know, like it, it. It can happen. And that's what's happening there for sure. Like yeah. one of the prominent white male evangelical leader that was reading his public profile on Facebook and he was talking about like don't worry about 
your family and friends they'll see the truth eventually so basically like forget about them leave them behind if they don't follow follow you in this they'll see the truth soon enough and they'll come back yeah i'm like oh my gosh like encouraging telling people to prioritize yeah but it's also like they called isolation basically like cults happen now through the web it's not just in person And this is exactly what they were saying. It's like, mm-hmm. you prioritize the safety of America and you get... And and that can only come, obviously, through Trump as president because mm-hmm. this man had visions saying that. So forget about family and friends if they don't support you. They'll see the truth soon enough and they'll be back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. terrible. And I think that Trump was able... Well, there's two things. Like, for one thing, it's almost always narcissists that start Trump. Yeah. Cults. He's definitely one. <laughs> and oh, He's definitely one. And you can go back and listen to the podcast on, uh, on that. But on narcissism and Donald Trump. But, you know, a narcissist has this delusion where they are the center of their own world. Yeah. They're very childish. But then they grow up and parts of them are smart and adult and complex. But parts of them are very childish. And they sincerely believe that they're always either the victim or the hero of every single story. <laughs> Which is so Donald Trump, yeah. right? <laughs> and it was fraudulent! It was fraudulent! It was fraudulent! But look at all the amazing things I've done. <laughs> That's like his entire Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> He's either the, the when victim he or the hero. Had a Twitter. When he had a Twitter. Choo-choo, choo-choo. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> But they also have this way of idealizing people, recruiting them into their circle, and then pumping them up, saying they're wonderful, and then starting to devalue them. They have this hierarchy within their system, makes people go crazy, who's over who, and then eventually they discard people callously. Just like, it seems like he's discarding Mike uh, Mike Pence. Just, you're dead to me. After all, he's done to him, for him. Um, But this creates a crazy like it creates mind control on a mm-hmm. small scale if you have a narcissist in your life and you finally get space from them you realize i'm slowly waking up right yeah and but narcissists can also create larger systems mm-hmm. where they mind control more people and i think it was through his twitter account yeah that he was able to mind control because he was non-stop he was non-stop keeping people fed keeping... and because of his position you had to pay attention mm-hmm. because it was 90 percent rubbish and and egomania and and we don't even know what he was saying but then the 10 percent was like he he could be starting a war with north korea like you know so people had to pay attention to him and when you have to pay attention to a narcissist you end up getting sucked into their web yeah and i think yeah i think that a lot of decent normal people became radicalized into this Mm -hmm. basically a cult yeah and they can't see it now and no like on on a group, someone was asking like, how how can I help a family member get out of this Trump cult? And someone commented, it's like honestly, there's nothing you can do. Like the the pain of staying in has mm-hmm. to be greater than the pain of getting out. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really well put. Like it's really sad, but like at this point, if someone is all in, the best bet is to back away until yeah. they see the truth um, they need to see the truth and i think that i mean and we can't make them see it no like we just have to believe and i have hope that things are going to fall apart yeah. for trump and that people slowly will see the light there are mm-hmm. going to be people that will just double down but 
Yeah, they'll just move on to the next club. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's the reality of our world. Yeah. The thing that re that really grabbed me about this was how much evangelicals are complicit in this. Mm. And how much... Okay, so 75 to 80% of white evangelical Americans voted for Donald Trump. That's crazy. That's insane. And without that voting block, that was his most significant voting block. Mm. Without white evangelicals, he would not have been president. And for that reason, he very much sucked up to them and gave them what they wanted, gave them the Supreme Court justices they wanted, gave them, you know, Israel deal and different things that they wanted. Um, and in return for that, these evangelicals have not called him on any of his shit. They have not called him on his moral failures, even when he's boasted about assaulting women sexually and all the things he's done. And now with this, you know, with this... Um, attempted insurrection uh, people trying to take over the government on his behalf what's really frustrating to me is seeing how evangelical leaders are not calling it out like how can you not call it out as wrong when mm -hmm. people try and take over the government and people are just silent yeah when they've supported him all this time now they're just silent and i wrote a list of these are the sorts of things that evangelicals say um to abuse and i think this is what really bugs me too is it's the same thing they're minimizing this in the same way that they do that they minimize when there's a victim of abuse in a church which you know it that touches me personally because i i've lived that but these are the sorts of typical things that evangelicals say when something when they want something they say this is my right when they don't get it, they say I'm being persecuted. <laughs> Persecution. <laughs> it's like they put a target on their forehead and they're like, I'm being persecuted. <laughs> Even though they're like... They're the ones who put the target on They're the head. ones that, that stuck themselves <laughs> out there to be annoying in the first place. <laughs> when their opponents fail, they say they're wicked people, demonic, guilty, demon-possessed, Satanists, immoral, etc. When their leaders fail, oh, we're all sinners, let's not judge... When they need to repent, they say, I think I need a break from social media, <laughs> which is where everybody is right now. When it becomes abundantly clear that they have actively participated in and benefited from the systems that harm and oppress others, they say, well, here's 10 Bible verses to prove that all lives matter. When others are protesting to force them to be more fair and to confront racism and inequality, hey, let's all be peaceful. Here's 10 verses about following laws and also your Marxists something that came up a lot over the summer when their religion and political institution harms other religions and ethnicities stop yelling what really matters is unity love and silence stop yelling i said let's all be loving and silent together this is the the path that they're taking now they're trying to say peace and unity and moving forward together without repentance yeah and that's so frustrating because that's supposed to be part of the the christian message that's like the first thing is you're supposed to repent of your sins but when it comes, time and again, when it comes to evangelical leaders repenting of their sins, they don't. They just no. say, let's love and move forward and yeah. keep peace. Um, sorry, I'm almost done what I'm reading here off of. This is what I wrote on Facebook the day of. Um, when they're losing power, they say, it's our Christian right and duty to bear arms and use them if necessary. There is not a verse in scripture that says that, but you'll hear that over and over. 
and um, and then when they get when it becomes abundantly clear that the Christian nationalism to which they subscribe nearly destroyed democracy in the free world, what really matters is Jesus and prayer. Bless Jesus and pray and pray in Jesus, and I'll keep saying religious things until you forget what we were talking about and change the topic. I'm sad, but isn't it wonderful that God is in control? Let's pray in Jesus and Jesus and pray. The end. Just putting religious words out yeah. there and yeah. not confronting what... What needs to be confronted? Yeah, those are the things that just—it's—it's it's just so hard, so hard to watch. Yeah, it is. It's very frustrating to see. I mean, like we—we we recently read the book Jesus and John yeah. Wayne, and we have a podcast interviewing the author of that, mm -hmm. um, and such a good book outlining a historian, mm -hmm. and she did such a good job of. Um, researching how we got to where we are in the American evangelicalism mm -hmm. um, and I mean she wrote this what last year yeah. it came out last year yeah um, she was bang on she was bang on like now like we listened to it in October so it's before the election and it helps so much to realize that what we are rebelling against really in our deconstruction journey into this podcast is American evangelicalism mm -hmm. um, and even though we're Canadian that's still our influence up here is at least in our circles has been mm -hmm. American evangelicalism um, so then to see what happens with Trump it really I mean it was driving me nuts before the election and even before reading the book um, well after the book too how Christians would stand up for Trump and only Trump and only yeah. Trump and Trump 2020 Trump 2020 blah 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 um, but reading the book really helped to see how we got here this mm -hmm. has been decades in coming yeah that has been a long time in coming like you know like how we talk about it's all the little decisions you make that guide yes. your life mm -hmm. this is what has happened in the church mm -hmm. all the little decisions along the way of evangelicalism has led to us having to the americans having trump as a president and yeah. then to having uh, evangelicalism use arms to try yeah. and get in and predict Trump as like like use spirituality and the religion to for politics mm -hmm. like that doesn't go together no it doesn't it does not go together but it has become all one mm -hmm. um, there's no more division of the church and the state so that book was really, really interesting. So if it, like, if someone's listening and wants to hear more about it, it's just such a good book about mm -hmm. how we got to where we're going. And in a way, it shouldn't be a surprise what happened. No. Um, it's still shocking that it actually happened. It is shocking. Um, just drives me nuts. Yeah. Like it really, I mean, the other night just took all my hope away. And I was like, why did I fucking bring five kids in this world? Such a messed up world. Um, mm -hmm just really dark place like why did I do this and next day I had to remind myself like we're in Canada mm -hmm. <laughs> thankfully um, Trump is on his way out hopefully the world will go uphill mm -hmm. <laughs> a little bit. and it's helpful to remember too that the American people has thoroughly rejected Trump yes very thoroughly. <laughs> they have. Extremely he lost thoroughly. lost the popular vote. He lo lost the electoral college. 
usually incumbent presidents win a second second term he only won one yeah and then he lost the senate <laughs> it's like america yes. is done with trump the and only then he lost aren't. social media <laughs> and, then, and then and then big businesses which is the free market right yep. you know you have you have a right not to serve gays according yes. to christians <laughs> i know I, so, read the, I read that thing on facebook a meme like like if you can't understand trump and how twitter could kick him off it's like just just pretend Twitter is a bakery and Trump is a Christian gay or is a gay person trying yeah. to get a cake. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, this is what happens with narcissists. They mm -hmm. don't stop until they have to. Yeah. And they just keep pushing and pushing and push. It's like a toddler. They just keep pushing. We're not done hearing about him. We're not done hearing about him. But um, the world is turning against him. Yeah. In very strong ways. But getting back to what you said about like one decision after another, this is what another thing that that frustrates me is it's it's been so clear and we have been speaking about this. And then to see like, for example, Franklin Graham saying like, oh, this was just an isolated event and it was probably Antifa. Like and, and people trying to dismiss this as, oh, those are just a few people over there. Yeah. When it's like this is hugely widespread mm -hmm. across evangelicalism. And even if you weren't one that marched to the Capitol, you're still part of this system that yeah. props up white supremacy and yeah. male hierarchy and um, American nationalism. Yeah, it's you all know. connected. It's all connected. And this is, this is a moment for us to see all the things we've been talking about on this podcast and, and mm -hmm. other podcasts, like to, to take a moment and look at what is going on here so that we can, we can start to repent. Like one way to just highlight this is like all the ways that the police responded to the Black Lives Matter protests over the yes. summer. Terrible. And we saw unmarked vans showing up and making people disappear out of protests. We saw police brutality after protest after protest, even though most of them were peaceful. I know some of them weren't, but um, also those just happened on the street. They didn't march to a Capitol no. and take over a Senate building. It's ridiculous. Whereas for this, it was, you know, the police just kind of stepped back. There's videos of them opening up the gates, yeah. letting them in. Um, you know, there was one woman was shot. But other than that, it, it was very, very peaceful. Um, it was peaceful? Well, oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, like... They were they were allowed. They were allowed in. And that just... that That's one of the aspects that drive me the most crazy about all yeah. this. Is that after all, the Black Lives Matter movement... And it had been shut down by Christians all over. It's like, mm -hmm. well, we can't support them because, because, because the Black Lives Movement is pro-abortion or something. And mm -hmm. so we're going to discredit the entire thing. And it's like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, they're trying to bring a social justice, a very important movement. Yeah. And just because you don't agree with one thing, like, we never agree completely with everybody. Yeah. Um, and because you don't agree with one thing, you discredit the entire movement. Yeah. But then this happens, and I know they weren't all Christians or evangelicals that went there, but hugely supported yeah. by the Christian evangelical church. Well, and they had crosses, and they, they had, had Jesus cross, flags, they had Jesus and they had yes. The, the Proud Boys were kneeling before they went in to pray, and they you know yeah. like it there was, was prayer circles everywhere. There was, it, like, it was extremely yeah. evangelical Christian religious. Yeah. And if you don't I would be so curious how many pastors 
Yeah. On Sunday, the following Sunday, I actually spoke about how wrong it was. I bet you we could name on a few hands yep. how many. I mean, there probably were a few. Yeah. There was at least one person on Twitter said that the, that they did, and you know those few are heroes because yeah. I think they're, they're paying going a price across for it. the. They're going across the the against the green against the green. Yeah. That's the expression I'm looking for. Yeah. But one thing that this is like this this is uh, like I mentioned this on Facebook too. Like this is culture defining. This mm-hmm. is a culture defining moment. We're going to look back on this in ten years, twenty years, thirty years, fifty years. This is going to define culture. Yeah. Because, I mean, this was the Christian 9-11. This was yeah. the moment when America realized that evangelicals can be terrorists. Yeah. They can try and take over the government. Well, I really am curious to see in, a, in many years what the effect on the evangelical church this will have done. Because I think a lot of people through this whole Trump worship and evangelical church marriage, really, mm-hmm. um, will have led a lot of people outside, out of the church. Yeah. Well, the average age of a Trump voter is 55, I heard in a podcast. And the younger generation wants nothing to do with this, by and large. I mean, there's a few, obviously there's some. but There's definitely some, because my friends list has shrunk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I, there, I mean, people are reaching out to me and, and being like, why are you saying this in your anti-church and stuff? And it's like, you have no idea the price I'm paying to yeah. try and raise awareness. Because I still believe, because I don't want to just go off silently. I want to, I want people to realize how many people are leaving because of this. Yeah. Well, you're, you see yourself still as a Christian and you're an event and, and sort of evangelical, like yeah. as much as you say, you're not evangelical anymore. Like that's still your roots mm-hmm. and you care about it and you're a theologian and you want to save it if, if it at all can, um, Whereas for me, I'm like, I'm so done. I'm so out of there. And the mm-hmm. more I see it like this, the more I'm like, want to scream to the on the rooftop. Like, I am not a Christian. I do not associate with any of them. I can't associate with evangelicalism. I'm just so fucking done. Because it's just terrible. Like, I just can't. I can't. I'm done. It's become an unclean thing. Oh, yeah. It's become... So, I don't know... Um, I have a few more points. You have a few more points? I have yeah. something else I wanted to say, but it's different. Go for it. Well, uh, let me so finish I'll my... let you finish. Okay. Um, yeah, the connected with that, like, the standard Christian evangelical line has been we can't support Black Lives Matter because they're connected to Marxism, supposedly, which is supposedly a system that can overthrow the government. <laughs> and because they're violent... <laughs> Sorry. That's- and like I saw that and I was like whatever black lives matter you know and I I posted on Facebook and I'm like I'm just it's part of me now like Mm -hmm. BLM black lives matter and you know whatever not whatever it's important yeah and and I'm a little bit embarrassed it took me this long to see it that um it was just a smokescreen saying oh black lives matter is bad for these reasons when yeah and I'm still an evangelical. I can't help it in a sense, but I really want nothing to do with American evangelicalism. Yeah. And the other thing, just, you know, um, what that showed us was white supremacy. Yeah. Because if a bunch of, if Black Lives Matter had have stormed the Capitol, 
yeah. it would have been a bloodbath. different story. It would have been a blood. And oh. all the evangelical leaders would have been there denouncing yeah. it. Yeah. And they would have written papers. And, they, you know, my, my school has a paper, an official position paper on Black Lives Matter, that it's bad. You know, it's like, why, why do you come out and do this? I have heard nothing from my school condemning this, mm -hmm. which was like people from my school could have been there. Like yeah, it fits, yeah. it fits. And so that's white it supremacy. Yeah. That's I mean, it racism. racism for sure. Because you look at that and you're like, oh yeah, that fits like that. That seems normal. But then if you, if there was a bunch of black people, you'd be like, whoa, 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 that's, you know. And the majority, vast majority of people there were white. They were. Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah. And the other thing that shows is Christian nationalism, because if mm. there was a bunch of Muslims that did that. Oh my word. There'd be war. There would be a war. You would have, terrible. they would have figured out which country was most associated with it. And they would have declared within, war on that. Within 10 hours. Within 10 hours. <laughs> and like, so I mean, even like four or five years ago, I heard an interview on the secular radio here talking about how they're policing the internet. And they were saying, well, you shouldn't be too worried about it. But like if if somebody does a Google search for like a Quran and then bomb in the same sentence, then they might get flagged by the FBI. And it's just like people know this. Mm -hmm. But then like like you were on Facebook looking and like somebody was literally saying you have a Bible and you have a rifle, like in the same sentence. Yeah. And the, the rifle is to defend yourself and the Bible is to tell you why. And this this was posted before this event yeah. happened a week before like i'm sure and they said all... when they were going to be there they said where they were going to be which date they yeah. said what they were going to do yeah and nobody did fuck all where was the security like it... like if this was a muslim thing yeah like so that's christian nationalism it is that yeah. christians can can plan <laughs> to overtake the government they can try and execute it and the government doesn't really stop them and no. nobody really raises alarm bells about it yeah so, yeah, it, it's just, it's... Okay, another thing I want to talk about uh, is democracy. Mm -hmm. And democracy is not a Christian invention, but it's a damn important invention. So around 500 years before Christ, um, a place called Athens had a bad string of rulers. They called their rulers tyrants. Um, it wasn't a negative term at the time. It was just instead of king, they called them tyrants. But they had some bad ones in a row, and they said, enough of this. They killed the last one, and then they said, we need to figure out a way where we, the people, can rule ourselves. And they came up with democracy. We'll elect somebody, and then after a certain amount of time, that person needs to step down. We'll elect somebody else. And since that time, so it's this contract between the leader and the people. And from democracy, we have all the good stuff that we have. Very shortly after philosophy was born, from philosophy came science. Um, we got freedom of the press. We got academies starting because before this, the king controlled all that. He did a shitty job of it. But once the, the people took control, all of a sudden we had all these things. And throughout history, there have been time after time, they've handed the power to one leader and he hasn't handed it back. This happened with Julius Caesar was the first one then he was assassinated by the senate because he wouldn't hand power back but then that started then other emperors uh having dictatorships emperor they were the emperors for life and then they considered themselves gods and then they were right back to where they were and then he had nero and it's a whole bad story and eventually rome 
fell into ruin in part because of that, because they couldn't hold on to democracy. This is what happened with Hitler. He was democratically elected, but he didn't let go of power. Uh, this happens in a lot of third world countries. People are democratically elected, but then they appoint themselves dictator for life. So when Donald Trump said he would not release power, mm-hmm. he said, and this happened before the election, he said in the debate, and he was asked point blank, will you peacefully transfer power? He would not say yes. Hmm. When he was asked, will you ask white supremacist groups to stand down? He said he did, would not say yes. He said, um, stand back and stand and, what did he say? Stand back and wait or something. He said, somebody's got to do something. Wow. That's so scary. It, I mean, I've been terrified about it ever since that debate. I mm-hmm. couldn't sleep. I had migraines for like three days after that debate because I could see what he was saying. Um, and this comes after a long four-year grooming process where he has systematically undermined the four pillars of American democracy, which are free press and journalism, which he calls fake news. Yes. Right? That's true. Free press and journalism is supposed to um, provide a counterbalance to the leaders of our country. Mm. But he undermines that. Yeah. And he has for for years. Science in the academy. Mm. Right? He calls that junk science. He just wants people to listen to his Twitter. The electoral process. Ugh. It's all fraudulent. It's all fraudulent. It's all rigged. Just listen to my Twitter. I'm the only one that, that can tell you the truth. And even the court system now, he's calling biased. Yeah, because after the election, he starts sending, doing all these court cases left yeah. and right to try and... But he said even before the election that it would be rigged. How did he know before the election that it would be rigged? <laughs> and if he's been the president for the last four years, who rigged it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's a really big deal, and I sincerely hope that he gets impeached. I mean, I'm not, this is my personal opinion. I'm not into electoral it's stuff. It's for precedence. For precedence. It is for uh, precedence. Future presidents need to know that they need to respect the system. And this is bigger than one election. This is even bigger than the United States. Mm-hmm. This is a contract between the people and their leader. And when that contract is broken, like everything falls apart we need that contract up to him to choose whether he will step down or transition the power that's not up to him and the good thing is the united states of america i was thinking about this today is is set up to stop this that's good it is good this is not germany in the 1930s Mm -hmm. the united states was specifically set up because they had come from places where democracy had not worked and they specifically put things in place and that's what's going to happen i think this week but i again i'm not a political commentator but um for people that continue to support him like you need to realize what this man is doing what he has said he is doing and what he is doing he is trying to undermine democracy and set up um a tyranny like it's and there's so many christians that are fully behind him and um i know you have something to say but i think the last thing i want to say is that just you know, when you have sacrificed so much for Christianity, like we have given our lives yeah. for evangelical Christianity. And to see all, to see the energy and the momentum of evangelicalism just pushed behind yeah. this this wicked man. Yeah. It just, it, 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 it makes me so, so mad and so sad. Yeah. 
and I think that that just it, it hits me on a different level maybe than other people because I've, I've put my entire life into this well really like this has been part of my deconstruction the major part really has been the Christian evangelical reaction to COVID and Trump mm-hmm. and all that and it's now I'm completely on the other side you know like so I speak against evangelicalism mm-hmm. and Christianity now and and today I posted something a little bit more bold against Christianity how it's based on fear and it it is sad to me that I'm now in a place where I speak against what I poured all my energy and mm-hmm. years and time and money into for so many years like I'm I'm left with like <laughs> my post-secondary education is useless now because it yeah. it, it, it was all on the faith <laughs> base mm-hmm. um, so like just things like that it's like that is all that we've poured our entire life in so now to see to really see the direct results of where it leads yeah. to follow the system the American evangelical system it's heartbreaking yeah it's really sad And for, uh, you know, they put so much pressure on us from when we, were, when we were really young that we needed to think about our witness, we need to think about evangelism, we need to think about how the world sees us. Yeah, I mean, from who we hung out with, yeah. with from to how we dressed, to even our who we ate, our, just everything, our entire life, our money, our tithing, our just everything. Everything has revolved around evangelicalism. Well, it has revolved around being a good witness. Yeah. So that yeah. the world would, would see yeah. that Christians are such wonderful people so that they and would want to come to church. someone who has zero, zero, zero of the things that we were taught to do. Yeah. Or you go storm the Senate. And nobody thinks this would be a good time to just posts on my social media hey some people did some stuff it was very very wrong i completely stand against it mm. you would think that would be a thing to do for your witness yeah no anyways it's been a big week it's i think week. uh i'm glad we processed this uh body keeps the score you know we started the podcast with that and mm-hmm. it's just for some of us this has hit harder than others and there's reason for that and it's not to be discredited no um, for us, it reminds us of the terrorism attack that we lived through while we were missionaries overseas, um, which happened to be a week from from now. The timing is just about the same of the dates. And, you know, the body remembers. The body keeps the score. And I don't think that undermines at all what we're saying or feeling from this experience. It amplifies what is there. Mm-hmm. And this is the truth that is there. And us having lived through it before just amplifies it because it's traumatic yeah. and it's terrible and it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not okay. Yeah. And yeah, let me add to that, that what we lived through actually was a coup attempt, a coup yeah. attempt. Like there was a religious riot and then the president ended up on the wrong side of it. It's a long story, but it they were threatening to overthrow the government. And they did storm certain government buildings and you know like you when you live with so much peace all your life you feel like it could never happen to you but we were in a country where it was happening yeah and i think that it does strike us differently because it's literally all the same things even shutting down social media that happened over there yeah because that's where people organize not just for 
for president. This no. happened for the entire country. <laughs> the entire country. <laughs> and it was for our safety. Yeah. It was for our safety. Yeah. And by the time we left that country a week later, I mean, I I couldn't sleep. I couldn't I was so high strong mm-hmm. um, from leaving that insanity, the rumors of what would happen next, the uncertainty that yeah. like it's a it shakes up your stability, it shakes up your safety. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people here now are feeling similarly from this because mm-hmm. this is a trauma that will shake up people that have lost their safety before yeah um, in different ways um, because that's what this is yeah and it's scary. it's scary yeah and if we can just leave you with anything it's just feel like don't shame yourself for what you're feeling what you're feeling is normal even if others aren't living it the same way as yes. you that's okay yeah. your feelings are valid and they're right and they're good yeah. you feel them just mm-hmm. feel them and let them let them go through you yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening today. Tune in again for our next episode. Have a good day, everyone. Stay safe.